Hello, this is Jane Coombs of Working Well Solutions Limited, and I'm starting a new podcast series on health, safety, and well-being in the workplace, based on my experience and topical issues. Let's go. Episode number sixteen: the four chronological steps of an OHS clinical audit with a free checklist. Now that I've been back to the grindstone in terms of occupational health and safety, I've had a number of calls asking me about the auditing. I do have a auditing blog on my website, www.workingwellsolutions already. But this was really from people who primarily wanted to start working towards a CEQOS accreditation, that safe, effective, quality occupational health services. And audit is very much part of that, but they didn't really understand where to start and how much effort they should put into it. Podcast is going to take you through the four main steps of doing a clinical audit using the system advocated by the Health and Safety Executive, which is first you make the plan, then you do it, then you check you've done it right and you've checked the outcome. And if there's any issues on reflection or any findings, then you then act. So those are the four steps I'll be going through today. I'll be using clinical notes audit to illustrate the answers I'm giving. So I hope that's helpful because as part of uh, this podcast, I'll also be giving you a checklist that you can download and adapt as you see necessary to do your own audit. You can also modify it and use it for the next audible practice that you'll be doing. It's a good template to start with, especially if you're not familiar with the steps of audit. So let's start with the first step of plan. So um, you've got four ways of planning the audit or choosing the audit, let's say. So it could be high risk, a practice that's high risk. So that could be in terms of corporate risk or it could be in terms of human risk, in terms of a health problem or safety problem. It could be because it's a largest part of your workload, so high volume. Or it could be that it's high cost, that you have to get experts in to do a particular procedure, in which case you want it done right. Say, for example, hand-arm vibration screening. Or it could be an area of care which you know needs attention, so you know there's issues so you decide to choose that particular issue as your audit so first you choose what you're going to audit and then you have to research what good practice looks like or what is evidence-based so that you can put that within your policy procedure and then roll it out to your team so that they're able to know what's expected of them For example, you'd look at data protection rules to make sure you're following all that in the notes that you're taking. And there's a lot of guidance available online through the professional organisations for what this is. And I'll give you some links to that within my show notes. Then you're going to define your own particular standards. So you've researched what's good, what's not good, and you're going to write some standards into your policy. So say, for example, one of your standards would be you will make sure that somebody writes up the notes 
within one day of seeing a patient, client or service user. So that would be an auditable standard. And that's what you're doing. You're putting auditable standards within your policy. And these must be clear, have clear goals and objectives. Some standards that you write will be more important than others. And you have to separate them. Are they critical or non-critical with compliance? So it's how important any errors or omissions might be. Then think about the sample that you need to take in order to make it meaningful. 10% is a good number to start with, especially if there's hundreds of samples available. So count every tenth set of notes and grab those to order. Or you could, if you wanted to, if you're doing a specific high-risk issue that only happened in the summer months, say, for example, then you would do May, June and July every set of notes in that time so very much this so very much in the planning stage you're looking at the best value you can get from doing this auditing process and really you shouldn't choose which notes to audit you should use a randomized sample otherwise you could get a bias coming into the findings and that makes the auditing process inconclusive and not helpful finally choose your auditors And this can be quite a difficult area. Some people choose to use non-clinical staff to audit clinical staff, and that causes some problems. Other people use external auditors, which make it less subjective. But however you choose your auditors, they must be fully aware of what they're auditing, why, the rules, and have some training in auditing parameters. So we've gone through the plan stage. Let's go through the do. So the do stage is stage two. This is the audit day, week or month when you're going to actually sit down with these notes, go through them and look to see if the compliance standards are there or not. In fact, the actual audit itself is often the easiest part of an audit process. And set a time frame for completion so everyone's aware of that. The third step is to check. Now, you're going to keep a tally of the percentage of compliance of the of the notes you've audited. Partial compliance, non-compliance. Find the percentage of failures. If there are loads of non-compliances with your set standards taken from your policy document, it shows something is wrong. It's important to avoid singling out individuals in any feedback or people will try to hide their areas or feel threatened. Keep to group results and ensure confidentiality. Reflect on the findings and decide the appropriate action to correct non-compliance. The final part of the audit process which is to act. So you've chosen wisely, you've set your standards, you've given the training, you've done your audit, you've checked that everything has been done properly, that it's compliant with your audit process that you've written as well. And now you're going to act. So you're going to publish your overall findings to the group audited and to the policymakers. Everyone needs to know the good and bad results and actions needed to put things right. Decide on the urgency of the corrections and the time frame to correct them. Bear in mind, some things can take just an email reminder to correct. Another might take a complete renewal of your IT system. Within this act step, there's some things that you need to consider as well. Set a time frame for compliance with all the points. 
for example, extra training for all staff and a date to review the audit. If there are lots of issues coming out of the audit that need addressing, then you would need to review the audit sooner rather than later. Back in the planning stage, you should have put a compliance target, say 70% compliant. If you've met that, then that's a tick in the box for that having been done and the process being satisfactory. If you've got that 70% which you've set yourself, then go on to identify the next process in your organisation for the auditing process. Remember to set a date to reorder the notes and put in the year diary. So those are the four steps for doing a audit, a clinical audit, and I've used medical notes as an example, and the steps are plan. You're going to plan what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, what benefit it will be. Then you're going to do it. So you're going to actually get somebody to look at all the notes or look at the process um, with the policy and procedures beside them. They're going to check against that, the standards written into that policy. Then check to see where you are, how much is good and correct and how much is not so good or needs further training or a further serious action and then act so all the recommendations that you've made from the order you've got an action plan coming out of that and then you're going to put these things right and then set the date for the reorder and move on to the next one so those are my four simple steps for doing a clinical order as i say i've chosen a very simple subject but it does demonstrate the process that you go through so it's all about setting your standards in the policy and then checking the practice against your policy and making sure that it's compliant. If not, then you put an action plan in place and allocate resources to make sure it is compliant and reorder according to the results of the first one. Remember, you can download the checklist from the show notes or pop over to my website workingwildsolutions.com. There are two blogs written on this subject and I'll put both the links in my show notes too. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've uh, found something useful here and look out for my next podcast. Thank you and goodbye.